Welcome to Tee Up Logistics Insights, presented by iDrive Logistics and ShipCaddy. Our hosts take a deep dive into logistics, supply chain, and small parcel shipping with special emphasis on the landscape of the e-commerce industry and behind the scenes of the warehouses supporting the backbone of American business. Jake Wertner, Executive Vice President at iDrive Logistics. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about what a 3PL is and when to use a 3PL. The term 3PL can be used interchangeably with fulfillment warehouses or fulfillment centers. So a company that uses a 3PL and uses their services are going to be using many of the same services as an order fulfillment company. And these services would include things like using their warehousing for storage and picking and packing inventory management, shipping and receiving, FTL and LTL, freight shipping, and then even reverse logistics, the returns process. So so that term 3PL really can cover a lot of different things. We don't really know who came up with the term, but it seemed to start to really show up around the 70s and 80s based on the research that we did. And then as e-commerce started to grow, really in the, the dot-com boom, early 2000s, the term 3PL started to be used more and more for e-commerce companies that are using a third-party warehouse to store their product, ship it out to the end customers. Sometimes when you're talking about 3PLs, you may even hear the term 4PL. And a 4PL is a company that's there to help you find or source the best 3PL and their brokerage services and things like that. And sometimes this is even referred to as double brokering. It's very complex. We're not going to get into the 4PL space today. We're just going to talk about the 3PLs. And again, specifically today, we're going to talk about what's a fulfillment center? What uh, role does a 3PL have as a fulfillment provider? The market's pretty saturated with fulfillment providers. There's really large companies that have dozens and hundreds of locations across the country and across the world. But there's a lot of smaller, what we call ma and pa shops that are 3PLs. They've started the business. Maybe they only have one location and they bring in a certain type of client that fits their profile. And that profile is usually a smaller shipper, less needs, not scaling as fast. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about what, you know, where you fit if you're a company and you're trying to decide if you want to use a 3PL or not, where you fit in between those two extremes. So first, let's talk about self-fulfillment. Self-fulfillment is using your own fulfillment center. It's your own warehouse. You may not own the warehouse, but as a company, you lease the warehouse from somebody else. You put your own product in there. You hire your own employees and then you ship the product out. There's some big advantages to doing self-fulfillment, but there's also some big downsides. One of the big advantages of self-fulfillment is that you have complete control. You get to control the picking and packing process, shipping, what carriers are chosen, where the product goes, and really the beginning to end process of once your product is in your facility, you control. And there's a lot of businesses that want to have that control. Another big advantage of self-fulfillment is it can be the most economical option. Maybe you have a really good deal on your current warehouse space. You've got really good processes in place that are cost-effective. 
And therefore, it's a lot cheaper to have your own warehouse than to outsource it to a 3PL. You may have really good shipping rates that are favorable because of where you're operating out of or what your package characteristics are. And going to a 3PL, although in a lot of cases can provide better shipping rates, and then really one of the last big benefits of self-fulfillment is that you have a stronger branding opportunity. You can have a lot of flexibility around your brand, get better around fully customizable packaging that is really shows your brand identity, as well as the flexibility to maneuver more of on the whim, as opposed to when you're in a 3PL and you have to give advance notice or when big changes happen, it's going to take a while to implement those changes. So you've got this branding side with this flexibility that some companies really prefer. And I can tell you from my experience, I have a client that I've dealt with for many years that's in their own warehouse. And one of the reasons they'll never go to a 3PL is because they want their warehouse to be a a place where customers can come and see a showroom, as well as they can do warehouse sales where they invite people in the community to come and get discounts off of their products, but get to know the owner. And there's this brand awareness and this brand identity that they want to have as part of their fulfillment center. They really don't want it to be outsourced to somebody else. The downsides to self-fulfilling is it can be extremely time-consuming. You know, you're setting up, you're overseeing, you're maintaining a warehouse facility as well as a distribution network and how that process goes. That can be a lot of time. It can be extremely costly. So you're putting in your own racking in the warehouse for the most part. You're putting in your own scanners and equipment and machinery, all these different things that can be very, very costly. And there's a lot of capital that goes into those. Not to mention, if you need to implement a WMS, a warehouse management software, or TMS, a shipping platform, those can be very expensive to maintain. So there's another side to this downside. When we first got into the fulfillment space, we looked at this space that we wanted in one of the locations. We loved where it was. It was close to the freeway, had great brand recognition. We could put our logo on the side of it. The space itself was very expensive. It was prime real estate. And so we didn't take as much space as we should have. And we thought, okay, this is going to take a while to fill up, you know, give it a few months or a year or two, and we'll expand in this building. Well, within a few months, we had neighbors on both sides of us. And pretty soon we were out of space in our current warehouse and we didn't know how we were going to expand in that same building. It was a waiting game. So we got stuck in that one space and then had to open up a space a few miles away that was close by to have some kind of synergies, but we lost a lot of efficiencies being in two different locations. You know, and this reminds me of a a customer that I dealt with a few years ago that was in a very small facility. And within a matter of a couple of years, they outgrew that facility and had to move into multiple facilities in the same business park to the point where they were in four different warehouses in the same business park. And so what a nightmare to manage. They were taking forklifts across parking lots with cars. They were trying to figure out where product was between the four different facilities. And so that can be really costly if you're self-fulfilling. Whereas with a 3PL, they should have the space to expand and absorb increases in volume that you have. The complication to expand when you hit your self-fulfilling doesn't just reside on available space. There's another component to it. So let's say that you need to expand and 
there's no more room in the building. You've completely filled up the entire building and you're trying to find another building. Well, you may have three or four more years left on your lease that you can't get out of very easily. So it really can stunt your growth or scalability. And if you're trying to focus on growing your business and don't want to have any hindrances, this can be a big hindrance. So I talked a little bit about self-fulfillment and the pros and cons of of self-fulfillment. So who should avoid self-fulfillment? You know, committing to self-fulfillment usually means a lot of capital, as I mentioned, for warehousing, leasing, machinery, staff, software. So if you're cash poor or cash strapped and you're in the early stages of your business and you're not focused on building that brand, then you probably should not be using self-fulfillment. So I want to share a story around a company that we had worked with for many years. They had their own facilities. And as iDrive Fulfillment expanded and opened up more facilities, we talked to them about moving into our facility. And for the reasons I mentioned before, they said, hey, we want to have control over our product. If we have a vendor that says we need to have these shipments go out tonight at midnight, we can call in staff that can come do this. If we outsource it to a 3PL, they're not going to have that same flexibility. It's not going to work for us. And so they said, thanks, we'll keep working with you on one side of your business. We don't need your help on the the fulfillment side. I'll never forget the call I got, and this was a few years ago, after a particularly rough peak season. In between the time of Black Friday and the new year, their warehouse management software went down. This was a homegrown software that they had built. So the software went down. They couldn't figure out why it went down. They could not get it back up and running. And so they had to immediately scale and they had to do everything manually. And here they are in the busiest time of year and they're having to manually do these different things. It was to the point where they had to bring in their executive team to help fulfill orders on Christmas Eve and the day after Thanksgiving and things like that in order to get enough out. There was a labor shortage. They couldn't get enough employees from staffing agencies, nor could they train them fast enough to do the processes that they had built that were custom to their business. It was an absolute nightmare. So sure enough, when the new year hit, we were the first people that they called and asked us how they could come into one of our facilities. So there's a lot of things that you can't forecast that could happen. I'm sparing a lot of the details around this, but there were a few other things that happened machinery breaking down. I talked about the labor, talked about the WMS. There were a lot of things that happened that put them in a tough spot where they couldn't fulfill during their busiest time. Using a 3PL would help alleviate a lot of those things. Let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits of using a 3PL. So 3PLs specialize in logistics. So they have this extensive network, extensive experience, usually much more than a standard shipper, and therefore they can help improve a lot of efficiencies. They'll most likely also have exclusive relationships within the logistics sector, as well as greater influence during negotiations with carriers and vendors, things like that, and ultimately can get better volume discounts. All of these things that I just mentioned can help minimize costs. So one of the big things for using a 3PL is the cost benefits. I talked with a company here a few months ago who had to put in some new forklifts as well as some new racking. In between the two, the bill came over to $600,000. So they spent over $600,000 on some basic things that they hadn't really forecasted in to help with their growth. And going to a, a 3PL 
they're going to have those already. And you're not going to have to pay for those directly. You're going to have to pay for those things indirectly, but you're not going to have to bear that heavy capital cost up front. So cost is one. I talked a little bit about expertise and experience. So today's global market when it comes to logistics and supply chain is extremely complex. It's tough to accommodate and anticipate what is going to happen out there. Using a 3PL is going to help smooth out a lot of those bumps that you run into. You may be looking to expand into the international market. Well, what do you do? Do you open up your own warehouse in in Europe or do you use a 3PL that knows the lay of the land, understands the culture there, understands the carriers and can be more efficient for you? And so there's a lot of complexity when it comes to the logistics space and using a 3PL is going to get you access to that expertise and experience. When a company uses a 3PL, another big benefit is you can now focus on your core competencies, which is growing your business. So let's say you're an apparel company. A 3PL will never pretend that they are the best at marketing, creating, branding, customer acquisition around apparel. But what they will say is that we're the best when it comes to shipping and logistics and fulfillment. So you focus on your core competency as an apparel company on growing your brand, the marketing efforts and the sales efforts and things like that. And you don't have to worry about the picking and packing. You can work with a 3PL to make sure that the customer experience is great, but you get to focus on your core competency. The shipping and logistics is a part of your business, but it should not be your core competency. Really one of the last big benefits I want to talk about for using a 3PL is gaining that flexibility and scalability. So an advantage of using a 3PL in supply chain is that it offers this enterprise flexibility and scalability to utilize different supply and distribution resources based on what your needs are right now, but also what your needs may be in the future. So that flexibility is a really big deal. It's a big reason why companies use 3PLs. So if you're trying to figure out right now, you know, when do I move into a 3PL or do I use a 3PL? There's questions that you need to ask yourself. I spent time going over the pros and cons on some of these, and there are so many more that I didn't have time to go over. But there's these questions that you need to ask to see if you're a good candidate. Number one, does it make financial sense? Are you prepared to put out massive capital or are you focused on cost reduction right now? Will it improve my efficiency and profitability? Do I have some experience when it comes to supply chain and logistics? just enough to make me dangerous? Or am I really, really good? And using a 3PL is not going to help me at all with my efficiencies or profitability. I remember talking with a customer maybe a year or two ago that specialized in lawn equipment. And they said, we would love to use a 3PL because I don't want to manage the product anymore. However, the process that I have down with our unique stuff that we're shipping out It's down to a science. There's no way that we could have somebody else replicate this and have the same efficiencies. So well said, totally understand. I don't know his business as well as he does. And if he's sure that he has the efficiencies in place, then who am I to tell him that he doesn't? Another question to ask is, does it align with our business goals? What are we trying to accomplish? I gave these examples of warehouse sales and being able to bring in vendors and different people to the warehouse and the culture that's created around that. Using a 3PL, does it align with who we're trying to be in our brand recognition? One of the things that we've studied a lot is the amount of companies that are using 3PLs versus the ones that aren't. And I'm 
shocked to tell you that many Fortune 500 companies use 3PLs. In particular, 90% of Fortune 500 companies use a 3PL. Now, they may not be using a 3PL for every aspect of their supply chain, but they're using it for some component of that supply chain. There's a study that was done here in 2019 by Oracle, and it talked about shippers and 3PLs and things like that. And, and some of the numbers that came out of there were pretty interesting. One of them was 75% of shippers said that the use of a 3PL contributed to lower overall logistics costs. They also found that 73% of 3PL users agree that 3PLs provided new and innovative ways to improve their logistics efficiencies. So we talked about a few questions to ask yourself as you're considering using a 3PL, but what does the process look like to start using a 3PL? So there's so many different 3PLs out there. Obviously, we want you to use iDrive Fulfillment. We have a great market presence. We have many, many happy clients. We're more than happy to put you in touch with but maybe we're not the best fit for you based on some of your needs. You have to look at what your needs are for a 3PL. A lot of 3PLs specialize in different things. So we work with some 3PLs that are just focused on cold storage, for example. Well, iDrive can help with cold storage, but that's not our core competency, right? And so everybody has these different core competencies on what make them best. So you need to look at that. Secondly, there are so many 3PLs out there and you can research, you can type in 3PL, Fulfillment Center, whatever you want, and you're going to see lots of different ads on there for ones that you can reach out to. Most 3PLs are going to ask you to fill out a customer template. That's going to ask you basic things like how many orders a day are you doing? You know, what's your, what's your overall SKU count? You know, what's your storage requirements, your turnover, all these different things that will help them to be able to understand if you are a good fit for them and vice versa. And then what's the cost going to be associated with moving your product? There's some other things you want to consider as you're getting involved with a 3PL. Number one is location. Where is your 3PL located? Does it need to be close to your customer base? Does it need to be close to your manufacturer? I know one company in particular that manufactures in Southern California, but their 3PL is located in Nebraska. So there's a huge cost to bring that product from Southern California to Nebraska. They have to throw it on trucks and then truck it out there. And then their customer base is heavily based on the East Coast. So now they're fulfilling the orders in Nebraska and then shipping out to the East Coast. So there's some added costs in there. My recommendation for them would be to operate a 3PL in the East Coast or on the East Coast, somewhere close by their customer base. You're going to have some basic fixed costs that are going to be on those truckloads, bringing them from Southern California in the first place. And then you're going to have these better time in transits and better savings on, on the small parcel side of it by operating that fulfillment center on the East Coast. When you talk about scalability, you know, what can your 3PL scale with what your needs are? So if you anticipate needing to have a bi-coastal model, operating one facility on the East Coast, one in the West Coast, or wherever your client base is, you're going to need to make sure that you're talking to 3PLs that either have that right now or are expanding into those in the future. A lot of 3PLs are going to tell you, hey, we're expanding. We're going to open up a facility here next year or the year after. You know, it's going to line up perfectly with your growth. The reality is, is that because it is so costly to expand and, and there's so many things that are changing, you can't take their word for it. You really need to find somebody that's already scaled to those locations. 
And why would you need a dual warehousing model? Why would you need a bi-coastal model? Well, you, you need a bi-coastal model if you're trying to achieve two-day shipping using the ground method. And so you're going to get better cost savings on shipping as well as better time in transit. And so, you know, you really need to make sure that that 3PL is scalable. Another thing that happens a lot is we talk to customers that have been with 3PLs that say, hey, right now we need 20,000 square feet for our product, but in the next two years, we're going to need 50,000. It doesn't look like you have 30 extra thousand square feet in your warehouse. And the 3PL will say, oh, no, no, it's great. We've got somebody next door that's moving out. We're going to take over that space. Well, fast forward a few months or a year, and they're not moving out of the space. And now they're stuck there. You moved into this 3PL expecting them to be able to grow and they can't grow. And now you're back to where you, you were before. So really, when you're looking at using a 3PL, it's just like any relationship. It needs to be a good fit, but they also need to meet your needs. And then there's some basic things, I think, that if you've had your own fulfillment center and you walk in to the 3PL and you notice they're not doing some of these basic things, that's a red flag. And let me give you an example. I was introduced to a company here about a year ago and went into their warehouse and they were fulfilling product for other companies. And when I walked in, I noticed that the flow was completely off. They were bringing in inventory from one door and then they were fulfilling orders at the very front of the warehouse, which was right next to the offices. So they'd fulfill the orders out there and then they'd have to cart them back to the other side of the warehouse to go out. And anybody that's in fulfillment knows that efficiencies are where you get profitable and efficiencies are where you're able to take on big volume and keep customers happy and things like that. And so really what they should have done is they should have been bringing the product in one door, storing it, working it around, and then fulfilling back by the back doors. So then the product could easily be taken out by the carriers for delivery. And just something as simple as that was a big red flag that they weren't doing what they should be doing and did not have the expertise. And so so when you're considering a 3PL, although most of them have these great efficiencies and scalability opportunities, you need to really look for ones that fit your needs. And sometimes these mom and pa shops are not the best fit. So biggest thing when you're looking at 3PLs is that there's pros and cons to both sides. You have to figure out what's best for your business. If you have the capital and you want to maintain your product, you want to maintain the processes and have that control, self-fulfillment is probably best for you. If you want to focus on your core competencies of growing your brand, you don't want to do the picking and packing. You want to have somebody who's an expert. You don't want to have to put all that capital out. You don't want to have to manage the warehouse and all the things, the nuances and things like that that go into it. A 3PL, a fulfillment center, is probably best for you in your business. Well, thank you all for listening today. Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully you learned something from this today. Please let us know if you ever have any questions. Reach out to us at iDrive and we're here to help you on your journey determining if self-fulfillment or using a 3PL is best for you. Thank you.